Hello and welcome back, little star seeds. I'm so pleased to have you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I know <laughs> it's always like a year between my episodes, and I'm so sorry. Um, I truly was like inspired all over again and and motivated again yesterday, seeing all of your Spotify unwrapped or spotify wrapped whatever the fuck it's called um seeing my podcast on your spotify playlist was so cool and i just was like you know what they deserve an episode so (laughs) here i am here you are thank you so much for joining me again and um yeah let's fucking do this shit before we get into it y'all know what time it is Please take out your smoking devices and take a hit with me. Um, Today we're going to cheers to the present and feeling all of our feelings, allowing ourselves the space to feel and emotionally, you know, just be. (laughs) I feel like I'm trying to convince myself I'm not sad most of the time and that just makes it worse so we are cheering cheersing cheering cheersing to ourselves bitch ourselves love you love you so much i'm sorry i like literally tried to take the babyest hit because that noise is so annoying when I listen back, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that is annoying. Um, so, I'm going to talk about my granny today and my mama. I know a lot of people can relate to um, a lot of what I'm going through currently. <laughs> and though that makes me sad, it also really helps me knowing that I'm truly not alone in, in this journey through grief and growth, as I said. Um, grieving has been one of the hardest things I've ever gone through, truly. Um, I've been through some shit in life, you know, and, and things that I thought were as bad as this turned out to be, um, insanely, insanely not that way. (laughs) This is just like one of the most intense, um, journeys that I've been placed on. But I'm really trying to stay thankful in all of it, you know. And one of the hardest things is just, I guess, understanding why. Like, why this happened. So, um, for those of you who don't know, my grandma did pass away from um, COVID complications. I'm not sure if I disclosed that. But, yeah, a family member of mine selfishly went to go see her, knowing, I guess not knowing they had COVID, but had just gotten back from a trip, so, um, you know, <laughs> common sense just doesn't really run that uh, common in this fucking family, but I digress. So, um, yeah, my granny got sick in March and transitioned in April, so... Being in December now, it's like, holy shit, where did the time go? I genuinely have a hard time remembering shit. Um, Like, remembering this past year is 
like hard for me. I struggle to, it like physically hurts me to think about two months ago. I can't even, I don't even know what two months ago was. But, uh, you know, so that's a new thing that I've been doing is just letting time literally slip through my fingertips. But it's also kind of like a running out the clock situation too. Like part of me is like, geez, I wish I could fucking remember. And the other part is like, well, maybe it's better that you don't. (laughs) So, you know, it's just like, I'm very mentally ill, but I'm like, it's manageable. You know, I smoke my silly little weed and I make my stupid little jewelry and I'm fine for the day. (laughs) But, um, I think the worst part is I even know she's dead in my dreams. Like, my dream world is something that I can't even relax in anymore. Not that my dreams are relaxing. I literally had a dream that I was kidnapped by Freemasons the other night. It just, I don't know how I knew they were Freemasons. I just fucking knew. And it was very stressful. (laughs) And But the craziest thing is my granny was there. Like, I saw her in my dream, but I also knew that that wasn't her, her, in my dream, I don't know, that's a, that's a conversation for another episode, but, um, yeah, it's just, like, every aspect of life has just drastically changed, and, um, I always thought I was somebody who goes with the flow and is super, like, chill with whatever, like, I don't like to plan anything you know I really don't plan anything in my life it just sort of happens to me and I deal with it and um I think that's crazy (laughs) I just have zero expectations for life and somehow it's always still shitty (laughs) I'm just kidding there's so many great things about life but there are also so many scary crazy um horrific shit horrifying shit about life (laughs) I don't remember what tense I was in but um so yeah adapting to life after death is uh pretty fucking nuts I'm not sure that that's how the phrase is properly used but it makes sense and I'm struggling (laughs) it's just like it fucking sucks I feel like I'm literally tripping every day that I wake up I'm like she's really not here like holy shit, that's fucking weird to me, that is so weird and crazy, I just, wow, (laughs) I mean, like, I've obviously spent my entire 23 years of life with my granny, now 24, you know, and she has missed so much already, and I think that that is the scariest part of it all, it's like, everything that she's not been here to see, like, I, I just wish time would slow down, you know, I wish I wouldn't accomplish anything, because, you know, she's not here to see it, but, um, and I know everybody's like, oh, she's always with you, yeah, I know that, but it's not the fucking same, (laughs) at all, you know, and that's another part of this whole journey, too, is, like, I kind of really easily get annoyed by people trying to console me, you know, and people who can't even grasp what I'm feeling, trying to console me, trying to tell me, oh, it's, it'll get better, like, it's not even a question of, is this going to get better or not, it's, 
I know it's never going to get better because she's never going to come back here. And to, like, tell somebody who's grieving, oh, it'll get better, it'll get better. That's, like, so fucked up and so insensitive. And I fucking hate it. (laughs) I hate when people tell me, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. It's like, you don't know anything. Shut up. (laughs) Um, My granny was... Everything I needed my mom to be, you know, at one point. My mom and I are a lot better now, but she really um, was like my mom. (laughs) My birth mom. Ah, That makes it sound like so detached. But my my mom mom. (laughs) She uh, worked a lot when we were kids, and we had to be dropped off at like you know, numerous places, numerous family places, so most of our time we spent with our granny, um, on the north side of Milwaukee, baby, (laughs) and my aunt actually lived up the street, like, four or five houses, so we'd switch between my aunt's and then my granny's house, and, um, I was a really needy, anxious kid, (laughs) I had separation anxiety so horribly. Uh, My mom was married to my first stepdad by the time I was born, but he was very abusive and very much of an alcoholic. So um, my mom escaped that with us, which was probably one of the first, like, moments of life where I realized that "Mm, some shit is going on here (laughs) you know like something is not normal with my family and that's okay but you know I'm very confused and very scared (laughs) so anyway um my mom was a single mom for a while and working her fucking ass off taking care of my older brother and I at the time and um looking back it's like we were pretty well shielded from that well shielded we were shielded well from that um there would be points where I could tell she was stressed but I would never really you know know to what extent so um that's just like a thing with my with the women in my family it's just like their resilience their drive to you know do whatever they fucking can for their family it's just so admirable and so um you know just great (laughs) and that's not to say that they do it the right way every single time um but I think the older that I get the more I realize their intentions are pure and I know what we say it's about um it's not about intent it's about impact um but I think through this whole journey, I've really been able to see my family in a different light, you know, on more of a a peer level. Um, But anyway, so going back to (laughs) granny being like my mom. um, Yeah, like I said, we pretty much like grew up over there with her. And um, she just was so amazing. That, That was just the entirety of her heart she would bring in anyone who 
needed it. Like, we have all moved back there a few times in adulthood, and you know, and she was always there, just ready for us to um, come hang out with her, and she was excited to feed us again, you know, and I just, um, man, I miss the feeling of um, home, really, you know, because even going back to Illinois, it's like, yeah, I, I grew up in that house for high school, and then moved directly back to Milwaukee right after high school. But even when I go back there, it's like, this doesn't really feel like my home, you know? Like, And it looks so different than when I grew up in it anyway, so it, it kind of really is a new home. But um, my granny's house was truly the one place where my spirit could just relax. <laughs> And I never thought that there'd be a moment in life where I would not have that anymore. And so it's like, I'm not only grieving my granny, but I'm grieving, like, home. (laughs) Whew, this episode is hard. Um, ah, ah, ah. (laughs) Life is just kicking my ass right now. You know, but um, I'm I'm really glad that I have my mom throughout this whole thing. Cause if I didn't have her, I really would go postal probably. <laughs> um, before my granny passed, my mom and I were in a really difficult spot. I was kind of um, waking up, and I was waking up really fast <laughs> to a lot of, you know the indoctrination that I had been subject to my entire life. And it really caused a riff in my mother and I's relationship because it was about morality at that point. I morally did not agree with a lot of the things that she agreed with. And a lot of it was because she was just as indoctrinated as I was, if not more so. You know, she's her spending a lot more time in the church than I. So a lot of different factors, um, contributed to this weird, like, hostile space in our relationship, (laughs) and, um, you know, I just felt really invalidated, I just felt like I wasn't being heard, or I wasn't being taken serious, but I had to take her serious, um, because it was God, and, like, I mean, I was just so resentful, really, because I knew she couldn't understand what I was talking about because she just wasn't there yet. Um, and it, it scared the hell out of me because I'm like, are you going to literally die and not know that the Abrahamic God is actually Satan? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, it was like so scary. I'm like, what if you never wake up? What if we are stuck in this place forever and I have to distance myself from you because I genuinely do not agree with the way that you live your life, you know? And um, one of the things that kind of weighs on me is, like, my granny knew how um, much of a hard time my mother and I were having, like, tolerating each other. And I would definitely vent to her about you know, what I thought of my mother and her beliefs at the time. And 
my granny obviously was just such a family oriented person and it was just like no matter what they've done to you it's not worth it like just shut up forgive them get over it you know you need to spend time together because time is you know the most precious thing that we are gifted I guess and um she definitely tried to teach me to be more uh, gracious and forgiving than I naturally am <laughs> and the the craziest part of that whole thing to me is my granny has endured so much abuse, so much neglect, so much hurt and pain in her life, and everything was done to her by people that she loved, her family, you know, and um, for her to remain so gracious and and willing to forgive anyone, (laughs) no matter what they've done, just because she loves them that much and, and, you know, values... uh, her time with them more than being right um and I think that that is just so like something to behold you know like that is so insane to me that she just naturally was so forgiving and, and so quick to um give you grace it's just a lot of my family did her really fucking dirty <laughs> even after her life they were shitty as fuck. And I know that she forgives them for it. <laughs> and I'm I'm just having a hard time doing the same. I want nothing to do with the people who made this entire process harder <laughs> for no fucking reason. Um but I know that my granny would just want us to hug it out, bitch. <laughs> I know she would want us to bury the hatchet. And she it was such a more of a better woman than I ever will be because I can't wait for the moment I can cut somebody off and never speak to them again like they never existed in my life, you know? <laughs> That's toxicity I'm willing to admit, you know? I keep saying, you know, I'm so sorry. I can't even imagine how many times I've said, you know, in the past. Ah, I'm so sorry. It's my worst filler phrase. And I really want to cut my tongue out of my face for saying it so much. Um, But I think I need another hit. (laughs) Cheers again. Um, I love taking hits of whatever with you, truly. I think it's the coolest thing I've ever done in a podcast. So, here we go. (laughs) Sorry if it's loud. But, yeah. I, I know, like, through my granny's transition, I've been able to recognize so many toxic traits within myself. Just, you know... Oh, fuck! Just from remembering how she operated when she was here, you know? She was so... Oh, my God. I think I have an issue. I have a problem. I cannot stop saying, you know, I'm so fucking sorry. It's distracting me now. 
I, it's just like, it, I don't know, I can't explain it. (sighs) So anyway, yeah, she saw my mom and I at a really shitty point in our relationship, and it makes me sad, because it's like, the last thing that she remembers is me hating my family. (laughs) (sighs) But I know she knows that obviously I love them. I just don't really like all of them. And and I don't have to, you know, I'm an adult. Y'all don't pay my bills. You, you don't, you don't give me food. You know, I don't need you to live. And if you bring me nothing but anxiety and, you know, anger, why that is not conducive to the work that I'm trying to complete within myself. You know, I'm doing both of us a favor by cutting you out because it's just when I have the opportunity to be petty and toxic, I fucking will. And that is so bad. That is so low vibrational. And I want to I want to get out of it. I want to be more like my granny. What would granny do? You know? Um, But. It's so cool that I'm still learning from her in death. You know, I'm I'm still <laughs> I'm still being taught lessons that are necessary to the inner work that I'm trying to do. And I genuinely um It's like it's so It's like a roller coaster, man. I'm on a fucking roller coaster every single day of my life. There are good days and there are bad days. And there are days where I can accept it. And then days where I'm like, am I literally tripping? Like, did I take a tab of something? Why can I not wake up from this dream? Like, she should be here. She should be down the street from me. My granny literally lives down the street from me. And I would probably be over there right now if um she were here and it just I think those moments too are what get me it's like we would probably be doing x y and z like every time I want to go run an errand and I don't want to go by myself I, I I get the urge to call her you know and it's so depressing like realizing um but another I guess, pro of all this, is, like, my mom and I have truly never been closer, I don't think, and through this whole situation that my family and I are going through, um, my mom was able to break out of the indoctrination, for the most part, you know, there are still things that she has to unlearn, but she's so new to all of this and, and, um, still so advanced in the way that she thinks now, like, she is so different, I am so sorry, and it sounds so bad, but I genuinely could not take her (laughs) a few years ago, you know, it was just all Jesus and Republican shit, and it's like, I know that she is so much more than that you know she's an artist she's a singer she's a dancer she's an entertainer she 
is just, she's phenomenal. She's a writer, you know. She has so many beautiful qualities about her that were truly being stifled by religion. And I always try to remind her that, you know, this westernized religion is just not, it was never made for us. It truly was not. If you're black, if you're brown, Christianity was not made for you. It was made to enslave you, okay? (laughs) The sooner we all grasp that, I think, you know, the stronger we'll be as the people. I cannot stand when I see brown people and black people being preyed on by the Christian church. It makes my skin crawl because it's like they literally, sorry, use this to enslave us and to make slavery okay. They, the, the Catholic church literally added, you have to be a slave unto your master. Is that not fucking fishy? Sorry, the Roman Catholic church. It's just like fishy. What the fuck? I literally never say fishy. <laughs> I'm high. I'm high. Um, <laughs> I'm literally so embarrassed. I said fishy. Wow. So anyway, you can only imagine how, like, a self-loathing black and brown woman <laughs> would speak and conversate. So it's just like, I don't know, I'm, I'm insanely grateful to my granny for helping uproot her. You know, she needed that. Um, I hate the way that she had to be uprooted, but there is really no going back to... Um, the indoctrination right now and and she brings up these insane points that I haven't even really pondered on before like we'll be uh, she has me read her tarot (laughs) if you can believe it I've been reading her tarot for a few months I haven't given her one in a while but um it was almost like every phone call we would have I would give her a reading over the phone and she loves that shit. She loves it so much. She is truly a witch. She is one of the most um, in-touch beings I've ever met. <laughs> she can dream reality, if that makes sense. So she'll have dreams before something happens, or she gets visions of things happening in real time. Um, and she was like, I wonder, I thought everybody had that. It's just, isn't that just like daydreaming? I'm like, Girl, you're a witch. What are you talking about? (laughs) And get this. Get fucking this. I'm just so proud of that bitch. I love her so much. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Sorry, mom. I didn't mean to call you a bitch. (laughs) She has made a pendulum of her own. I showed her how mine worked one time, and she tried it she tried out my pendulum and I'm like yeah we're like mostly the same you know energy I guess (laughs) but she tried it and she was able to move it and she was so fascinated by it and she went home and, and made one herself and the kicker is is she intuitively just knew to put my grandma's hair in the locket of her pendulum hello hello this is what I'm talking about, man. And and the reason I would get so angry with her, like, when she was super Christian and Republican, was because I knew that this bitch was in her. You know? This witch queen. I keep saying bitch. I'm so sorry. 
I know she's gonna listen to this and be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she's so funny. But um, yeah, we've been having the best time together. We've been crying together. We've been, you know, really discovering this whole spiritual aspect of this journey together. And part of me believes that I had to wake up first to help her through her journey now of awakening you know she's like so over the like facade of having a spiritual connection to whatever this shit is you know she's over pretending like she knows what's going on and and I think that my granny shook her awake (laughs) in a way you know and um it's just really profound like the whole transition of my granny from beginning to end was very spiritual (laughs) it was spiritual for all of us um and I know that because we're all so different now we are so different and part of me wonders why (laughs) you know why it had to happen now why couldn't we have all gotten along beforehand you know why couldn't she have seen us get along but I think she still sees us trying to at least you know I know there there will be a point where I reconcile with my family um but my biggest thing is is like the emotional intelligence is just non-existent (laughs) and everyone else beside me you know I am always willing and wanting to talk about riffs. I want to discuss it, you know. I want to talk about what happened and how we can move on. I mean, I guess within reason, because if it's really fucked up, I'll just cut you off. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But um, our family has just been trained to brush everything under the rug and don't acknowledge it and... um, you know, if you don't look at it, it's not there. And I can't do that. I cannot do that. It just, it doesn't work with, um, you know, the habits I've put in place. My strategic habits of being a human, you know. I, sorry, sorry, sorry. I have to, uh, I have to talk it out. Because you need to know how I feel and I would like to know how you feel. So that we can be more well-informed moving forward in our relationship, you know, whether that be a friendship or a family membership (laughs) or a relationship, you know. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What a life we live. Ultimately, this journey is scary and it's long and it's dark and it's cold and... I miss my granny's food, you know. (laughs) It's so interesting. Like, I just, I never realized how intertwined she is with my everyday. And living in Milwaukee, like, it's just so much harder because things that happen locally, I want to call her and be like, hey, did you see this happen? Or did you hear about this? And I want to hear what she's been watching on the news and... Ugh, it's just hard to... She was literally my best friend this past year. I would spend three or four days a week at her house um, 
going grocery shopping with her, getting takeout with her, watching scary movies with her, and talking, and, and she started for the first time talking to me about when she was my age and the things that she used to do and the bars she used to go to and, you know, the people she used to know. And we were really moving into um, a new place, <laughs> a place of relating to one another. And I just miss that. Sorry. <laughs> nothing has ever hit me as hard as this and you know the craziest thing the morning that I got the news that she passed away X and I were oh my god my cat turkey you might just hear some meowing in the background but he has separation anxiety I locked him out because I'm recording you know but now I feel bad anyway the morning my granny passed um it was probably like five 5 a.m., 4 or 5 a.m., X and I are are woken up by this insane crash. This car crashed into a parked car right in front of our window on the front straight. (laughs) So we woke up in a fucking panic, man, and that morning just felt off to me. I was like, ugh, I had received the news in a tarot reading that I had done April 1st. Um, I mean, just the cliche cards popped up all in a row, you know. And I um, tried to ignore it, but I was somewhat prepared. Like, I knew that, I knew April was the month, was the month. That was the clearest message I received, and... um, so it was like every day of April I would answer the phone like, oh my god, hello. <laughs> it was just so traumatizing, really, because I, I would never know if that day was the day. <sighs> it just fucking, it doesn't fucking make sense, man. The way that she lived her life, the way that she loved people and was so selfless and so giving to be guided out of the world in that way was just like why like if there was a god he fucking hates everybody who lives here you know that's not a god i want to serve (laughs) it's truly not so i don't know but i also understand that the only guarantee in this life is death and it's not that i'm not okay with it it just fucking hurts it hoids you know, I'm just really glad I have you guys to vent to, I literally already feel better, I feel like I can do today and not, um, feel so heavy about it, you know, I'm really appreciative of, of you being here and allowing me into your space, I know that smoking and listening to music or listening to podcast or whatever is an intimate thing and I'm I'm just genuinely glad to be a part of your chill time (laughs) thank you for being a part of mine um I'm sorry this episode took so long and I'm sorry that I am always all over the place I can't not be that way I'm just you gotta take me as I am and you do and for that I thank you (laughs)
Um, next episode, I promise I'm finishing the numerology where I get into the different meanings of the letters in your name. And maybe Axel will join me because he's good at finding la- laugh path. He's good at finding life path numbers, and I'd really like him to find mine um, on an episode. So, continuing, or concluding rather, the numerology series next episode. And after that, who knows? We'll see where the wind takes us. I kind of have a few ideas for more episodes, but please like message me with things that you'd like me to talk about or like to hear my opinion on. Um, if my opinion means anything to you, I love suggestions. I love to, um, you know, follow through with what the people want to hear, man. So Yes, I hope you are staying safe. I hope you are staying healthy. Um, that was another thing. I, I got over the worst signs of infection of my entire life. I'm kind of still, like, slightly, slightly infected. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was on antibiotics, and I literally got two, two COVID tests, which was very unpleasant, so... It was just a sinus infection. I don't know. Tis the season, I guess. So I hope you and yours are staying safe and healthy. And I will see you in the next episode. I cannot wait. Um, mm, I'm, like, getting ideas for, like, Christmas. So, yeah, stay tuned. I promise I'm going to keep up with this because, like I said earlier, like, yesterday's response to um, this podcast was so dope man it made me feel amazing and it made me feel like I'm actually doing something with this so oh I can't thank you enough for being here I love you and I mean it